Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And Collective Soul with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. There are all sorts of wedding news that I think, uh, Steve, you in particular will find fascinating today. I got some stats and something that happened in Boston that um, was kind of almost catastrophic regarding a wedding. Uh, I'm so wedding that my nickname is The Knot. He's tied and tired of weddings. <laughs> the DJ not to hire. That's right. And by the way, you said something, Steve, on the show yesterday I've been meaning to ask you about. It just kind of slipped under the radar, and I wanted to ask you about it. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Nick Kochi, the uh, the sheriff, will be joining us after 8 o'clock today. Gucci, Gucci, goo. Would not say that to him if I, I were you. Pump his little belly button. I don't think you want to pump his little belly button because I'm pretty sure he has a place to lock you up for two years. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so there's Nick Kochi and some other stuff, too, this morning. Yes, uh, uh, Joe Kenda from the Discovery Network going to tell us all about crimes and murdering people. It's like a big crime show yeah. uh, today. It's 535. We're back, Steve and Dave and Rock 102. New England people. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550. And Aerosmith with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 83. Tomorrow, some much-needed rain throughout the Pioneer Valley and a high of 73. It is 55 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, Nickelodeon's coming under fire lately. Uh, first, Jeanette McCurdy. You remember her? Sure do. She was from iCarly. She, uh, she wrote this scathing, like, uh, tell-all book about what a bunch of scumbags... Uh, the people at Nickelodeon were. It's really? called uh, I'm Glad My Mom is Dead is the name of the book. Really? Yeah, because her mother uh, was uh, quite an abusive lady as well. You know what I've always thought about Jeanette McCurdy? What? You never saw her and f- no, former Western Mass News reporter Emily Voles in the same room. Hmm. They could very easily pass as the same person. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think they are the same Take person. a look. Do a side-by-side. Uh, but now Nickelodeon has been accused of sexualizing Ariana Grande when she was a child star. The Grande, now 29, started out her career as the team rising into fame as Cat Valentine in the Nickelodeon series Victorious. Great show. Which is the one she then went with Jeanette McCurdy to make Cat uh, and Sam. Sam, Sam and right. Because Jeanette McCurdy was an iCarly. Yeah. That's where I, uh, that's where I first discovered her. Uh, and Nickelodeon, of course, being accused of sexualizing and infantil... I can't ever say that. Infantilizing? Infant- infantilizing, in- infantilizing, I think Infantilizing yeah. uh, the star. In the scenes, which were recorded when she was only 16, Grande can be seen talking about her uh, uvula getting stuck between a hamster's toes before putting her finger in the back of her throat. Mm. She can also be seen uh, talking about being soaking wet as putting her toes in her mouth. Another uh, scene shows her lying on her back and pouring water on her chest. And the list goes on and on and on about, you know, how a 16-year-old girl was pretty much forced to sexualize herself in front of the United States. Sure. Uvula is one of those words that sounds dirty but isn't. Sounds like a dirty body part. I guess it could be, depending on how it's used. Yes, you're right. Interpretation is everything, I Mm. guess. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. It's very interesting. Because how many times have you heard... You know, sometimes I think, honest to God, what's his face? Uh, 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 Corey Feldman may actually be onto something. Uh, that there's enough sexualization of young 
actors and actresses. Glad you brought that up, Corey. I think he might have something to... I, I think he's, he's probably more accurate than we want to admit. Yeah, Corey Feldman says Marilyn Manson sabotaged his 2017 tour by planting singers and musicians on his crew who, who would perform horribly. He also arranged it so Corey's tour bus would break down multiple times. And why would Manson do this? Corey has no idea. Okay, so this is where Corey's credibility comes into question. Yeah. Because if you were looking for great music, you're not going to Corey Feldman. Um, what was his excuse on the Today Show when he debuted this fine band of uh, years ago? Uh, I remember going, what the hell is this? What is this? He puts all his all into every yeah. performance. He's yeah. actually uh, he's coming to Stafford, Connecticut. Wow, playing the big rooms. There's that uh, there's that uh, theater down there. They're having a is it Stafford Springs maybe? I don't know. I don't know. We got to get him on. Yes, we do. Yeah, man. I don't know what it is, man. Marilyn Manson. Uh, he set me up with bad singers and and, and instruments. Marilyn Manson made yeah. me horrible. That's no. I'm pretty sure that's not true. Uh, let's see. Snoop Dogg has a new breakfast cereal called Snoop Loops. Of course he does. Some of the proceeds, though, benefit charities like Door of Hope, which aids the homeless and other things. So. Marijuana infused or not? No. Probably. Well, not this particular brand of cereal. This is being sold to the general public. Are the, uh, are the, the loops kind of shaped like an actual loop, like a smoke ring, or are they shaped like little leaves? Should be shaped like little leaves. Well, that would kidding. be uh, that would be the way to go. Uh, the underwear that Prince Harry left behind during his party night in Vegas ten years ago are officially up for auction, and the highest bid currently stands at two hundred fifty thousand dollars. The auction goes until September thirtieth. I got a pair of ten-year-old underpants in my drawer. If anyone I, wants to get their hands on those things, I was going to say uh, I have to donate my stuff for somebody else to throw it away for me. How many holes do you need in your underwear before you throw them away? I'm wearing a pair right now that have a hole in them. Should I, I throw them away? Or, I mean, I, th- I feel like I can just get still use out of them. What do you think? You know what? Uh, with the accessibility of underwear uh, being as abundant as it is, mm-hmm. uh, I usually just throw it away when they start wearing and buy another package. Yeah. M- my underwear has three holes, one for each leg and one for all the business. Ah. Well, then I guess I would have four in this pair. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. You don't. You have an extra hole you don't need. What do you? You blast a hole in the backside. Yep. Al Roker and his wife Deborah Roberts came out uh, of dinner on Friday night to find a dead battery because Al had left the headlights on. You idiot! Jesus, Al. You predict the weather for forty something years, but you can't predict that your battery's going to be drained because you left the lights on while we were in the restaurant. You couldn't predict that your AAA membership was running out. Luckily, they gave they found someone to give them a jump, which saved them from a five mile walk. Why would Al Roker have to walk five miles anywhere? He's Al Roker. You call somebody on the phone, and somebody would be there within minutes helping Al Roker out. Are, Are there, there enough new- people to carry him around town? Yeah. Part of his exercise plan, maybe. Since he had that uh, surgery. Maybe. Yeah, but that was years ago. I know. I mean, yeah. uh, he's got uh, cell phones. Uh, you can't just call somebody and say, hey. Mm-hmm. You know, at least any one of us could call somebody and say, come pick us up. We know somebody that would come do that. Mm-hmm. Al Roker needs a jump Al from Roker a stranger. has a net worth of $70 million. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Why is he even driving himself to dinner? Very good question. Mm, maybe that's why he has seventy million dollars. Just not wasting it on rides. And I'm sure his wife is doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure she is too. I don't know. These crazy celebrities and their weather forecasts. 
Blackish creator Kenya Barris is remaking The Wizard of Oz. There's no word about casting yet, so we don't know it'll be, it'll be an all-black version like the 1978 movie The Wiz. That was a good one. Nipsey, Nipsey Russell, still one of my favorites. Uh, the Chicks paid tribute to Olivia Newton-John during their Washington show on Saturday. They did a cover of Hopelessly Devoted to You from Greece. Singular. Oh, that's a good one. Natalie Maines added that she used to think she was Olivia from four years old until she was 12. Hmm. <sighs> that's, a good, that's a good pick. I would have done uh, Have You Never Mellow. That's always been one of my favorites. Oh, I would have done Physical. Yeah, that's good, too. Yeah, yeah That was the top one. Have you been there in the morning? Have you been there in the light? Who is that? I don't know. There is a, I, like Queen, I like Queen of Hearts. No, 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 Steve. I believe that's Juice Newton. Oh, no, no, those are the little cookies that you eat that are made of Fig Newton, Steve, Fig Newton. <laughs> those are Fig Newtons, yeah. Uh, and that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Pro contractors depend. By going 119 miles. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, steroids are fantastic. Especially if you're suffering from things like a respiratory infection, gout, asthma, lupus, several unsightly skin conditions, arthritis, and a variety of inflammatory diseases. But if you happen to be a professional athlete and you happen to be treating any number of these sorts of medical calamities, taking a steroid could result in a crushing wave of unwanted, unwanted punitive measures. And frankly, given the choice between an 80-game suspension without pay or any of those previously mentioned medical conditions, I would need some time to consider my options. Last Friday, Major League Baseball suspended San Diego shortstop Fernando Tatis Jr. for using a steroid spray called Trophoball to treat a ringworm on the side of his neck. The spray, which is typically not available in this country, contains two main ingredients. One is an antibiotic. The other is an anabolic steroid known as Clostabol. And while you can't get that stuff here at your local Walgreens, you can find it in Junior's home country, the Dominican Republic. And for this, he's been suspended for 80 games. Yesterday, Tatis' father spoke to the media insisting that this decision by Major League Baseball is a catastrophe, saying, quote, it's a total disappointment. It's a topical. It doesn't give you strength. It doesn't amplify your regimen. It doesn't have any testosterone and contains nothing that would give you the edge in the game. And while I'm sure all of that is true, I think the bigger issue here isn't whether he knowingly took an illegal steroid. What I want to know is... What sort of vile petri dish of filth is growing in the San Diego Padres locker room that's causing an otherwise healthy dude to develop a nasty case of festering ringworm in his neck? No offense, but if I had one of those things growing out of me, I'd try to kill it with steroids, bleach, Windex, a shovel, a croquet mallet, whatever it would take to get that filthy infection out of my system. If that meant I could stay out of the dirty locker room for the next 80 days while they hose the place down, I'd actually be okay with that. Because the thing about a ringworm is, once you get it, you don't ever want to get it again. Even if it occasionally, uh, even if it involves occasional fits of rage and shrunken testicles. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, there's kind of times when you when you think you know what you need, but you're not exactly sure what it's called, a thingamabob, a what, uh, what have you. Go see Lindsay at the Ludlow Rocky. She's a whiz at web searching and exactly the kind of stuff that you need, especially on the Ace Hardware uh, website. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware.
I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102. <laughs> rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 611 and Joan Jett on Rock 102. Uh, nice day today. Sunny high of 83. It's uh, 55 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, the bathroom is out of order upstairs uh, at the top of the stairs. Yes. And then there's one like five feet away from that. <laughs> but it's so much further away from the rest of uh, the other bathrooms I mean, in the building. You would reason. think with like like one door over, it would mean nothing. to No. Just, to just, but it's it's all the difference in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I had to go to the bathroom just uh, just now during that great Joan Jet classic rock song. Oh yeah. I'm a lot of breath running down the stairs cuz uh, I was I knew I was it was a race against time. It's that extra 5 feet and you got to go to the ladies room. <sighs> got to put on something longer than Joan Jet. Well, I had other options, but that was uh, that just seemed like the uh the best way to go. Mm. But like I'm out of breath. I mean, I don't think it's because I'm any more out of shape than I was say yeah. yesterday, but I mean, I ran down pretty fast, and I'm like, "This guy." I'm sure I've got another minute. It was like ten seconds. Every day you get a little slower, backs. Every day you get a little weaker. That's right. <sighs> so true. Yeah. So true. So yesterday you said something. Can I bring this up now or not? You can bring it up whenever you want. Go ahead. So you mentioned the word word girlfriend, and uh, yeah, yeah, and I, I've mentioned it before too. Mm-hmm. Kind of recent for me, but very recent for you. Yeah. So I guess congratulations for one. Thanks. The other thing is, yeah. how old are you again? 43. And I'm, well, I'll be 60 mm-hmm. next month. No, excuse me, 63. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man. Close. I was a little bit of time, huh? Close on Going that. backwards. And I've got a girlfriend, too, for four months, but we're having a discussion about that. At what age can you no longer call your girlfriend your girlfriend or your boyfriend your boyfriend? And is there another term? Because I, I say lady friend, that sounds stupid. Uh, the woman I'm dating. La- lady friend sounds kind of demeaning almost. Yeah, in a way. yeah I know. Yeah. Kind of. R- right. I mean, yeah, I mean at, at fi- I'll be 56 next month. Mm-hmm. And uh, the 15th. So in case you guys are looking to buy uh, gifts, you know exactly what day. Already on my calendar. Um, I don't feel comfortable being called a boy. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like if, under any circumstances, like a so like a boyfriend, right? Yeah, just seems inadequate. inadequate well, what would inaccurate. you call? It? Right, that's the big problem. What is the label for people of our age? Yeah, why yeah, why it gets it, to that man, point? man friend sounds a little uh, a <laughs> little creepy too. Right. Okay, woman friend would be the same. I don't understand why we're trying to rethink this whole thing. Well, because my girlfriend. Thought it was in. She didn't. She like girlfriend doesn't sound right for people our age. She's going to be. What does she prefer? Did you she ask doesn't her? have a. She. You know she. She doesn't F, like that though. F buddy. She said. Uh, she she, said, that? she yes. said that. Yes. Yes. Really? There you go. Yeah. 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 I'm like, all right. Well, I'm okay with that. So which buddy is she? <laughs> yeah, wait, which buddy of yours is getting all the action? Right. <laughs> Um, yeah. Not, uh, boyfriend, girl, I don't care. What, right? it, it doesn't matter to me. No, yeah, but I think when you're when you're in it and you're at a certain age, you think there's got to be a there is kind of a there's got to be a better way. It's a problem. I see. That's what I'm saying. Well, it shouldn't there's, be a deal breaker in a relationship. No, it's not. But like, there's it's like a comfort thing. Like, what what, what do we? How do we? You know, what's the term? There you know, is like, one. Like I I feel uncomfortable about partner. Yes, because I look at you two as. As partners, or in and the, yet I see, I mm, feel no. There's no partnership. I feel no sexual <laughs> attraction to yeah, you guys yeah, whatsoever, no, or or like Steve said, even any kind of business partnership yeah. at all. I mean, and I don't, I don't feel particularly intimate with either one of you. Well, and she, and my girlfriend, 
she also mentioned the that's a problem too because partner also implies you know a um a how do you say this politely in this politically charged atmosphere a relationship with two genders of the same gender imply that that word partner well, i mean that's you know it's it's a nondescript word because it could mean any yeah. number of things right. you could be in a you could be in a business relationship but, you could be a you could be a, a like a law partner but normally a homosexual relationship either two women or two men yeah you, you do refer to your partner as your partner and that's sort of uh sometimes not always no and not, not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying, like, that, that you know. Well, I don't know. Sounds you're the one brought it out. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Seems to me you've got an issue. Um, yeah, I don't I, I don't. Uh, I don't. really know. I mean, yeah. Yeah, once, so like when, once, uh, you know, Jenny and I got engaged, right. it's so much easier to say, ah, huh, she's my fiance see? or she's my wife. See? You know, see, that's, that's, right? that's simple. Or, yes. You know, I'm her husband and I'm her fiance. Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah, that was like, yeah, that was, uh, it simplified things. Because, again, you know, we were two, you know, independent, uh, has productive adults. Se- where's my fiancé? Has, se- has anyone seen my baby? Maybe the dingo ate your baby. Mm. Oh, I love that. That's yeah, that. That's always a good, appropriate thing. But I, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, um, I guess it really depends on what kind of creep you want to be. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm. I don't know. I mean, I... Uh, I'm trying really hard not to be creepy, but I find the older I get, it's almost inevitable. Well, I always found the term old lady to be uh, very demeaning. Yeah. Like, what about old man? Yeah, see, I don't like that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Great the series, man, by the old way. Old lady. With, great series with Jeff Bridges right now, the old man. That is a good... Uh, uh, thank thank you very much. Uh, or the old bat. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. 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 The old bat. Yeah, the old bat. Yeah, so so my, my girlfriend even looked this... She, she researched it. She went on to say, "What do people call each other?" And there are no answers. You know what I'm? Uh, I'm uh, starting to learn. I've never met uh, this woman, but mm-hmm. I'm starting to understand that maybe the two of you are very well suited for each other. You think? So, yeah. Because uh, it seems to me that there's this OCD thing yes. where uh, you just have to find out the most yes. minuscule parts of of life to move on. Yes. Just how how many hours did the two of you fixate on this? We've been, we are still fixating on this. But she sounds like a typical woman where, no, 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 it doesn't bother me, but that bothers me. Yes. Like, they say it doesn't bother them. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you do, but she doesn't care for lady friend right right, right. yeah nor so, nor girlfriend at yeah. this point in our lives yeah so, she uh, doesn't care what you do she doesn't but she does care what you don't do mm-hmm. there you go yeah there, 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 now you're talking yeah so there's no solution yeah well i mean listen uh we've yeah we're three three men you know in various stages of mm-hmm. middle age mm-hmm. you know kind of like <laughs> that's kinda kind like, by the way yeah, yeah right this, yeah <laughs> right and i you know at what point do you start like for example Anytime there's been like a news story that involved this show, mm-hmm. we have sometimes been referred to as bad boys. I freaking hate that. Bad boys. Shock jocks. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd rather be a shock jock than a bad boy. No, because shock jock sounds like you're like just a jerk all the time. Well, that may be, that's not for me to say. I mean, if, if you think I'm a jerk, well, then, then, then fine. But 
a bad boy? Mm-hmm. I'm almost a 56-year-old man for crying out loud. I haven't been a boy since I was 18. Yeah, Billy the Trash Man says, or the chick that won't leave my house. <laughs> there He's been married go. for like 30-something <laughs> yeah, years. There you go, Billy. All right. Basically done. But you know what I'm saying? I yeah. just, I, for that Either one of those terms, I just, I, it just it bugs me. I don't know why. It does bug me. How about beloved radio announcer? I mean, that would be perfectly fine. I could accept that. That that would be bra for short. Well, I bro, I, <laughs> I was uh, I the whole reason why we started the local radio icon thing was because some guy wrote that on a comedy poster years ago. Do you remember that? I do remember that. It was like uh, probably ten years ago. The guy writes, uh, "Coming to the West Springfield Elks Club." Local radio yeah, icon. That's when you know you make it. Mm-hmm. Local radio icon Steve Nagel at the Elks Club. Uh, no kidding. <laughs> I would have been there either way. <laughs> and was, they still would have seen you as a local I, radio I, icon. I, I would have been in at least one location of the building, and that was probably the bar. Yeah. yeah. But the word boy or girl mm-hmm. at a certain age just seems like you've been through that. And you've yet, matured beyond it. And yet, there's no better phrase right now than girlfriend or boyfriend for what we're going through. I hear you. There's something weird about it. Mm-hmm. Creepy. Very creepy. Mm-hmm. Companion. Companion's not bad. Yeah. It's a little less creepy. Yeah. Uh, travel partner. Because you travel all over the place. Well, yeah. unless you stay at home. Mm-hmm. Which we do. We don't have a home partner. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad we uh, had this conversation. Oh, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. It's 620. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. And now, bedtime. Even flow. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock with Max, Steve, and Dave. Are they done? Are they? I think, I think they're done. Yeah, they're done now. Um, Nick Kochi is going to be joining us later on this morning. Uh, the Hamden County Sheriff is going to be talking about uh, his big picnic tomorrow. A couple other things. So we'll get around to that uh, in about an hour and a half from now. This is the first time I get to talk with him. Uh, by the way, that that would be right. It's the first time he's been on in uh, in quite a while. Looking forward to that. Uh, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> No, he's a fine man. You'll have no problem with him at all. Today I Learned is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. And now it's time for Today I Learned with back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. Today I Learned, one of my favorite all-American dishes, the green bean casserole. Yes. The woman who invented the green bean casserole? Right. She is in... The uh, the Inventors Hall of Fame for that very casserole. You know, uh, some people can't stand it. I love that. I kind of like it, too. When the little, uh, those little fried onions on top. Yeah. See, here's the thing, though. I don't like French cut green beans. Nor do I. I like the other ones. The ones in the can with the, they're like, uh, they're whole, but they're like soft. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah. the whole the whole green bean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, yeah, that this was one of my favorite dishes. Yeah. Really, and this lady is a national hero. And here I thought my mom invented it. No, your mom didn't invent that. Damn she it. probably invented something else. But the green bean casserole. I mean, is there is there a Thanksgiving meal that does not include the green bean casserole? I I I I'm looked at uh, some of these old recipes. Uh, you see some of these like old recipes from the seventies, like in magazines, and it's like. Uh, ambrosia and ham like oh, you know yes. they, they're mixing all kinds of things that shouldn't be mixed together right but then every once in a while you get like a like a good recipe my mother used to make uh, for lent she used to make potunas hmm. it was from the back of the hellman's mayonnaise jar 
What and was it, that? It's basically a choice baked potato, but you take the potato filling out, and then you mix it with tuna fish and mm. mayonnaise mm. and celery and onions. Mm. It's almost like a tuna salad, but warm, You put because you put it all back in the potato, right? and then you put uh, cheese over the top. So and it, you it's like a tuna melt in a, in a potato. Yeah. Mm. It's actually really, really good. Mm. But anytime I mention the fact to anybody, anyone in my life, I get... Oh, God, God, warm tuna fish, that's disgusting. Patuna, huh? Yeah, listen, you know, there are some things that, uh, like, Depression-era type of uh, recipes are, like, they're all over the TikToks and stuff. Yeah. And some of them sound gross, but back then, you had no other choice. It was a meal. You had to have that stuff. Uh, I told you, my dad uh, thought liver was the best thing ever because that's what they used to eat because that's all they could afford when they were kids was liver. That was like uh, the delicacy from the deli. I don't mind liver. Yeah. But it's the last thing I would ever It was eat. so disgusting. It, 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 it would be the last thing I would get. I would get sick just at the smell of it being cooked with the onions in the pan. Yeah. 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 Loved it as a kid until I found I'd... out what the liver does as a function. Nope. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it, it, it purifies the system. Yeah. It's actually one of the most nutrient-dense uh, meats you can have yeah, is all, liver. All the all the toxins go through there, though. They get washed out. Yeah, I they, guess. they all they they all uh, well, they'll go away. A good functioning liver will get rid of those toxins. Exactly. And uh, you know what? I'm in the mood for some green bean casserole. Well, With show ends friend. at ten. Someone's got uh, at least a, a couple hours to bring us one. You know, I bet you I could run down to Stop and Shop, get all that stuff, bring it back here, and make one and have one done by the end of the show. You are the chef of the show. Yeah. Unless you're listening to this at 9.10, and then we didn't do it. And then forget about it. Yeah. Maybe then, then it would be for Wednesday's show. That's true. And that is Today I Learned. We're back, Steve and Dave, on Rock 102. Uh, coming up next in the news, pot. Stay tuned. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. It's a nice, cool, comfortable start this morning with plenty of sunshine. And we have another... 102, it's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. It's 634, and uh, we got drought warnings again in effect from the National Weather Service for today. There's about a 50% chance of rain for tomorrow, so we may get some relief. But for today, highs in the mid-80s once again, and that elevated concern for fire hazards. Yesterday, we talked about the portion of 91 being closed from Windsor toward Hartford for exits 42 through 44. There was also a traffic problem yesterday between Holyoke and East Hampton on 91. Around one o'clock in the afternoon, southbound drivers traveling in traffic stretching roughly four miles from the Oxbow to exit 15 in Holyoke and slowdowns for as much as a half an hour. I love this part of the story. According to both Waze and Google Maps, there was a minor crash on the highway just south of the Mount Tom State Reservation Park. So they're using apps like Waze now in their reporting to discover the details of these traffic incidents. Well, I mean, I think that's uh, kind of the point, you know, when things are slowing down. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, some of these things are, you know, re- relying on reporters to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the reporter could be uh, someone who's driving uh, who, uh, you know, has to text that information to mm-hmm. a, an app Had to, a communi- keep every, to keep everybody safe right. by driving unsafe themselves. Right. Had a community meeting yesterday on what could potentially become Northampton's 14th cannabis dispensary. 
And the meeting devolved, according to Western Mass News, into a shouting match yesterday. The owners of Euphorium, which could become the first cannabis retailer in Northampton's Florence Village, but the 14th dispensary overall in Northampton, about 150 people packing a small lot behind the pizza factory, the Prospective owners of the new pot shop, Marco and Richard Aranzulo, along with a marijuana industry consultant and an attorney fielding questions. But it got angry. People were shouting and wondering how this new dispensary might cause problems in their community. Well, you know, uh, 14 does sound uh, a little bit much. But, you know, with all the other businesses that have shuttered in Northampton over the last two years, uh, you got to fill those spaces with something. You, you got to have a tax base somehow. Well, the, the people who opposed it yesterday were worried about, uh, you know, conducting business in an area well-trafficked by children and families. They were saying it would clog the roads in the bustling village center. And why do we need any more than 12, which is what we have already? By the way, the city's 12 operating dispensaries represent the highest concentration in the state of Massachusetts already. Damn. Yeah, that's a lot. And, of course, those arguing in favor of the dispensary said, well, you know, extra revenue. uh, And uh, also, you know, you got bars that are clogging that area as well and causing a problem. See, that's the thing. If you have, I mean, I don't think I would outproportion liquor stores. You know what I mean? But if there's how many liquor, that's that's a question Mm -hmm. to be asked is how many liquor licenses are available in the city of Northampton? Yeah, good question. I mean, it's really not that much different. Uh, And, you know, pot is so much more secured. Like they they have all these rules in place, all the things that need to be done in order to secure these places. There shouldn't be any uh, uproar about it. Right. Well, you know. The thing about this is, uh, and this would be true of any industry coming into your town, could be uh, it could be coffee shops, it could be gas stations, it could be liquor stores, it could be you know grocery stores, whatever it is. The market is going to dictate how successful these places are going to be. Now, if you have fourteen dispensaries in your town, it's it, it's it's not like every dispensary is going to be as successful. As the other thirteen that are in your that are in your in your your city, so I mean, at some point there will be some dispensaries that will not last simply because that's business. Yeah. That's the way. That's how right. economy goes. You're going to go to the dispensary yeah. that either is closest to you or you feel gets you. You got the uh, the best service from. They're all selling for the most part the same product. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the market's going to dictate whether you're going to still have 14 of these things a year from now or whether you're only going to have, like, nine. Well, you wonder if some of those in opposition were owners of other dispensaries in disguise. Oh, this is an outrage. We can't have this for our children and for the traffic situation. You know I guess what I'm saying? You, I guess you could have that, but I, I don't know. It just it, it seems like a big much ado about nothing. It, it, it is a big to do about nothing because, like I said— yeah, the, the market is going to dictate the success of these places. I mean, you're talking about a town of 30,000 people. You, yeah. know, you do the math, it's probably like you know one dispensary for every 2,000 people, and not all of those 2,000 people are going to buy you know weed out of a dispensary. But you know, at some point, this is all going to balance out. They, you probably don't need 14, and the people in Northampton are going to figure that out. 
Simple as that. Be like, you know, does your town really need 14 liquor stores? Probably not. That's why some liquor stores actually go out of business. And while we're on the topic of liquor stores and bars, there was a stabbing outside of the still in Agawam that had to be investigated. Shortly after midnight Saturday, cops called to a large fight in progress at the still on Springfield Street. Western Mass News first reporting this story, learning that the fight occurred in the parking lot in front of the still. The initial reports indicating there were approximately 30 people involved in the fight, which ended before officers arrived. Three people went to area hospitals to be treated for non-life-threatening stab wounds. Is there anything in the story that says these people were coming out of the still? Doesn't. Or was there any uh, any indication that these people were in that parking lot to go to the still? Doesn't. See, this is why I think it's a little bit uh, presumptuous to say, well, the still must be a problem. Still ain't a problem. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a good place. It's got a very smart owner. You know, my guess is there just happened to be a few jerks in the parking lot that night. There are uh, 30 of them. Uh, I haven't ever heard of a historical uh, problem of fights or anything Never. coming out of there ever. So. Never. Isolated well, incident. unless then. it was a former Rock 102 employee. Who mm-hmm. But that was, but that was one time <laughs> and that, <laughs> and they are no longer associated and with I, this company. And I believe they were drinking off-site. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe they, they yeah. were the kind of couple that would pre-game before they started to actually game. Yeah. Knife fight story number two. A large fight occurring at a beach in Winchester on Sunday night, according to Mass State Police. Happened around 8 p.m. Troopers called to a parking lot at Shannon Beach in Winchester. The fight began after an argument about an open door on a pickup truck. Yes, that's what they were arguing about. Several men began throwing punches, and then one suspect, 29-year-old Juan Hernandez of Chelsea, grabbed a knife from his car and started stabbing people. Several folks running into the woods. Troopers later found them and also arrested, along with Hernandez, some other residents of Chelsea, 18-year-old Carlos Medina Benegas and 31-year-old Victor Medina Benegas and 35-year-old Cesar Amaya Fuentes, and also a Fall River resident, 39-year-old Julio Lara Alas. So let's see here. So this this is all over an open car door. That's what it says. A pickup truck's open car open door. Did the door smash into another car? Does not say. Because that would be worth stabbing somebody over. Okay. You know if if it like chipped the paint mm-hmm. on uh, on your nice vehicle, uh, I can see where you know there'd be a total throwdown. Absolutely. Leave that door open again. They don't open your car door at the my car door. <clears throat> no fights, but frustrations in Northampton, where boaters along the Connecticut River at Rainbow Beach are partying a little too hard, according to some folks. Western Mass News also investigating this one. And some of the residents saying they're finding bags of trash, empty tequila bottles, and more. The Hampton County Sheriff's Department says they'll deploy a marine patrol unit to ensure safe boating for the rest of the season. Well, to ask uh, Nick Kochi about that. Yes. About the boating. Now, I've been on uh, I've been on that beach and uh, you know, most people pick up their own trash. But there's always something floating in the in the water. Well, if that's Nick Kochi, why don't send the prisoners out in like life vests to go pick up the trash like they do on the side of the highway? 
It's pretty good detail. Mm-hmm. You see those, uh, you know, like the guys who got uh, DUIs and stuff, they're in that van and they picked them off the yeah. side of the road on a they, Saturday. They wear that stick with a nail on it oh, to help yeah, them pick yeah. up cups Community and stuff. Community service. Yeah. yeah, it's the way to go. All right. Well, we can ask him about that after eight when mm-hmm. we guests on our show a little bit later on. And uh, finally, the state of Massachusetts ranking first for the best state to live in. A new study from Wallet Hub, the personal finance website. They measured metrics like affordability, safety, quality of life, economy, education, and health. Again, Massachusetts, number one. New Jersey, number two. New York, number three. And Mississippi, dead last at 50. Who's making up this stupid list? Mississippi. <laughs> Please. Mississippi's a beautiful place. Never live. been. Have you? No. <laughs> you? I don't think I've been... Uh... I've been across the Miss, the mighty Mississippi. I've been on the yeah. I've been on the, yeah. mi- the on the mighty river with the big shoulders. Yeah, actually, I took a ride on a boat. I went and saw the uh, where they made the parade floats for the Mardi Gras hmm. across the Mississippi River. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, but not in Mississippi. No, not in Mississippi. But you could smell it from where he was. All right. Yeah, well, that yeah. explains why Mississippi fiftieth on the list. And so why- documentary with Gene Hackman uh, went to Mississippi once. He didn't really have a good time down there. Was it burning? That- yes, it was. It yeah. was actually burning. Mm. Mm. I did see that one Not as well. Not a good trip to Mississippi. It was good. 645 with back Steve and Dave. We've got some mass hats to discuss coming up next on Rock 102. Rock 102's, Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 651. And Alice Cooper with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Uh, nice and sunny today with a high of 83. Tomorrow, not so nice. Uh, rain, much needed though. High of 73. It's 56 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 is bringing, new, bringing you New England Patriot football all season long. Friday, the uh, Patriots continue the preseason with a tune-up against Carolina. The live country Nissan pregame show begins at 4 with kickoff scheduled for 7 o'clock. Join Bob Soshi and Scott Zolak as they bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here on Rock 102. Time, 6.51 with Bex, Steve, and Dave. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. Now, today's mass hat could either be a mass hat or a hero, depending on your point of view. He's a city employee in Newton, and he allegedly shut down the police website in Newton after a pay dispute. According to Newton Mayor Ruth Ann Fuller, the former employee of Newton, is or was the police department information technology director. And this person hijacked the website and was posting messages... <laughs> about how bad working conditions are there, all because he says he was owed $137,000 in compensation. Hmm. The former technology director for the police department in Newton took down the website back in late June and early July. In the meantime, the Newton police have created a new department website. Uh, but uh, did the guy ever get his uh, his thing resolved with the uh, with the bad pay? Not yet. Huh? One hundred and thirty seven grand in compensation. He owns NewtonPolice dot com. I guess since he was the information technology yeah. director, he knew all the tricks about hijacking the website. Probably did. But you know, if they haven't resolved his uh, pay dispute, mm-hmm. couldn't he shut down this new one too? I suppose. Although I don't know that he would have access to it the way he had access to the old. Yeah, one. Yeah, he owns this domain. 
this newtonpolice.com. How, how could they allow that to happen? How could they allow one of their employees to own a state-run or a municipal-run domain? It's very easy to do, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. And it'll be just like here. Like, you know, in the beginning when we had social media pages for the morning show, right? that was ours. Like, we created, Bax and I created that. Mm-hmm. That was, what, 2009, 2008, 2009, I think we created a fan page for uh, yeah. the morning show. And uh, there was just no like IT people around. It was just it, yeah. there was no there. There weren't really heavy on the rules. Mm-hmm. And of course, as time goes on and technology and these hackers get more sophisticated, then obviously we ramp up our security and we have all these videos we've got to watch with a sure. dancing bear and a and a bear in a tie and a, and a shirt <laughs> and uh, stealing information from companies, but. Yes, I can see that happening. I can see this guy going, you know what? I'm an IT guy. I, you know, he registers the website. Yeah. Right. Always in his possession. Nobody ever asks him for it. Right. They should have asked him yes. for it at some point, but they didn't. So he, and it said he's, he worked from there from 2004 until 2022. So mm. he had plenty of time mm-hmm. to be in the roots of that beginning of the internet stages with mm-hmm. this place. Yeah, I was once watching a fascinating documentary of a young kid, probably high school age, yeah. uh, who was uh, doing a video game, a computer game, mm-hmm. really, at home. And uh, somehow from his bedroom, and I don't know how he was able to do this, smart young fella, uh, was able to create uh, a situation where the computer asked him, would you like to play thermonuclear war and the kid says well of course i do mm-hmm. next thing you know he's got russians beating down his uh, his uh, front door and all hell's breaking loose yeah the kid resembled matthew broderick if i'm not mistaken in that documentary yeah, he, did, he did look a little bit like matthew broderick yeah i do remember that yeah it was good it was a good one good Check documentary uh one other mass hat notation for you here miller high life now selling ice cream bars they're called dive bars because they're supposed to taste like a dive bar. That's actually a very good marketing thing. But have you ever tasted anything in a dive bar? No, but it's I've tasted not- a Miller High Life, and it's no better than it was in a dive bar. But um, yeah, actually, I think that's a pretty good to call it the dive bar. I think that's yeah, very funny. That's pretty good. It is cool, yeah. but they've actually put flavors in there that are supposed to taste like a dive bar. For instance, each dive bar has beer-flavored ice cream, a hint of tobacco smoke, a peanut swirl, and then a gooey caramel swirl to represent, mm. it says, quote, the sticky floor of the dive bar. Oh, actually, all right. I actually kind of like that idea. Yeah. Uh, by the way, they're 5% alcohol. You can buy a six-pack at tipsyscoop.com for 36 bucks. They have a gonorrhea flavor? or uh... <laughs> That's coming up next season. Yeah. Not Ooh, yet. Fresh chlamydia. Maybe a local bar should look into that here yeah. in Western Mass. Fresh frozen chl- chlamydia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's scabies with well, sprinkles. What was the drink uh, you used to order at the Mingles? Uh, oh, the the Long Island Hep C. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, <laughs> you make you make with that one of the bars. All right, turn it into a frozen concoction. It's coming up on six fifty seven with back Steve and Dave. We've got the one hundred and two second sports next on Rock one hundred two. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As I'm sure you know by now, there is nothing more disruptive to the competitive nature of professional golf 
than giving players an opportunity to make money they could never, ever possibly dream of making in the PGA. Sure, I suppose winning tournaments and green jackets has its appeal, but so does making gobs of easy cash by signing with the Live Golf Series instead. This is the biggest issue in golf today. Are you the sort of golfer who's willing to stay loyal to the vice-like grip of the PGA's ominous power and control? Or are you the sort of defiant young fella that's willing to put all of that aside to make money playing for a controversial Saudi-run organization that's blasting sacks of cash into the laps of anyone willing to make the jump? Me personally? I'll never have to worry about facing that sort of choice because one, I suck at golf, and two, no one's jumping at the chance to pay me more to do this stupid job. The PGA, on the other hand, is willing to beg and grovel and gaslight everybody by having Tiger Woods speak directly to fellow golfers at the BMW Championship this week in Wilmington, Delaware, and convince them to stay with the PGA. In other words, it'll be Tiger's job to convince other dudes not to be swayed by the intoxicating allure of all that endless Saudi cash. But instead, they should stay with the PGA, who are the only golf association in the world that really cares about them. Folks, not for nothing, but it's pretty easy for Tiger Woods to tell me all about the many benefits there are with the PGA when he's sitting on a total net worth of $800 million. But if I'm some kid who's living in his parents' house and learning to look at him earn my first PGA check, guess who's going to be lacking in credibility? It ain't going to be the guys at the Live Golf Association who are pulling up to the house with a Brinks truck full of cash. It'll be the guy who hasn't won a jack squat in a few years telling me how to conduct my business. Sorry, Tiger, but you already squeezed the PGA for everything they're worth. All the other rich guys in golf are now playing for the other guys, and that's all I would probably need to know to make my decision. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. An ego battery-powered lawnmower so light, so maneuverable, so quiet, you could almost mow with one hand and talk on the phone with the other. You may look like a dork, but you'll be working with an ego mower and not spending money on gasoline, quiet, and light. Get yours today at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Two Springfield's Classic Rock at 7-Eleven. And Sammy Hagar. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 83. Tomorrow, rainy uh, and a high of 73. It is 56 right now in downtown Springfield. So next hour is going to be our big uh, you know, justice hour. We've got uh, Nick Koshy. Justice. Uh, Sheriff Nick Kochi is going to be on the phone this next hour. Also, Joe Kenda from uh, Discovery Plus got a brand new show uh, called American Detective, uh, the former uh, host of Homicide Hunter, where he's no longer talking about cases that he's done. Now he's talking about other cases that he had nothing to do with, with the people who investigated those crimes. So that's coming up uh, around 845 this morning. It's like an anti-crime hour. Yes, yes, we're going to be uh, we're going to be solving a lot of crimes just this hour alone. It's funny you mention that because there's uh, four tips from burglars on how to protect your home from burglars. Again, burglars telling you how to protect your home from them. We can get to that too. So. Well, that's the uh, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. But uh, leaving people uh, at your house uh, mm. with codes to doors and things like that. Well, if you want, if you want to find out how to uh, how to not get busted into, yeah. you talk to a guy that used to bust into places. Mm-hmm. So don't leave. You would know. Leave your door code just laying around. Right. Yeah. Uh, I was. Uh, I mentioned this yesterday. Uh, well, Dave wasn't in the room because uh, he go he goes into outer space at nine o'clock. 
<laughs> he rocket ships halfway across the country. Yeah. yeah, so just go to Northampton to one of the dispensaries. I was, I was wondering when you when you were finally splashed down into this orbit. Uh, but I, I was talking just a little bit uh, about going to the Quabbin for the first for the first time. The reservoir. I've lived right here for probably thirty years, and you've never been to the Quabbin. Never been to the Quabbin. And uh, my girlfriend took me to the Quabbin the other day, and uh, what a nice place. But to think that four towns were wiped out just to put this butt giant bowl of water in the middle of Massachusetts, it just seems kind of weird. Well, I mean, everybody got paid to move out. Yeah, it's like everybody uh, everybody got compensated for their inconvenience. Right. Uh, and I was just saying yesterday, it wasn't like... Um, like Little House on the Prairie, where you know the made-for-TV movie at the end, where they blew up the church. That was so sad, so sad. Yeah, but what a great way to end the show, though. But uh, I, uh, it inspired me to watch the documentary on the uh, the Quabbin, mm. which you can find on YouTube. I think it was a WGBY thing that, that that they made years ago, and it's pretty interesting how they like really destroyed these towns like annihilated buildings and put it all to rubble just to fill this entire valley with water for boston yeah um not everybody was real happy with it uh to be honest i mean people thought well there's got to be another place where you can have this substantial body of water without trying to ruin my house you know if, if, yeah. if you try to imagine if someone comes knocking on your door and say Hello, we're the uh, the uh, the Massachusetts state government. Yeah, we would like to have you move all of your things out of your house, so that we could drown this town with drinkable water. Yeah, imagine what your reaction would be as a homeowner to that. To to kick you out of your house, get out. We're going to drown your town now. I in uh, in Hamden. Uh, would probably not be so readily uh, accepting of that plan. Yeah. You know, if they decide, let's let's build another reservoir, let's drown out Hamden. I would probably say, no, thank you. Could barely stand the idea of uh, <laughs> of uh, of storage facilities in town. Never mm. never mind drowning us out for another reservoir. Well, you gotta have drinkable, potable water. I mean, otherwise you don't survive. No, I understand that, but I mean, you've had uh, the towns of uh, of Enfield, Greenwich, and Prescott wiped from the face of the earth. Oh yeah, gone. Yeah, just a memory and a big puddle of water. I mean, can you imagine? You know, one day you're you're sucking down an orange Julius at the Prescott Mall, and next thing you know, <laughs> the next day it's all drowned out with water. I'm not sure they had a Prescott Mall back in the day. Maybe a Woolworths, well, maybe a, but uh, maybe a Woolworths, but uh, yeah, I don't think there was a there, there was any shopping mall uh, there. And, and I know recreational activities are limited there at Quabbin to protect the drinking water. What does that mean exactly? Well, like you can't fly drones, and you can't like you can't uh, like you used to be able to do all this stuff mm -hmm. there, like fly kites and things like that. But after nine eleven. They were worried about somebody potentially uh, damaging the water supply system, so they closed a lot of roads off. And uh, and and by the way, this is from my historian girlfriend who told me all about this. Hey, look at uh, you got yeah. a Dixie cup check. A historian, yeah. uh, oh. and and it, so they closed a lot of these <laughs> roads off. I mean, you can still walk around pretty much the entire area. Though. Oh yeah, I mean they got uh, hiking trails and everything yeah. else. But, but no motor uh, boating. No motor boating. 
Do the motorboat there or not? You know, I, I, there was a question of whether or not there is. You're allowed to go fishing in there, mm. and I believe there is uh, some boating allowed. But I think it's like trolling motors. I don't think it's uh, like high speed boats and things like that. You can't go water skiing on the Quabbin. That's I don't, too bad. I don't think so. That's too bad. But again, you know, I, we only went to one small section of this thing. It's like uh, how many thousands of acres uh, is this thing? Probably millions of acres. It's uh, yeah, it's an it's an enormous uh, it's an enormous thing. I mean, you're talking about uh, yeah, it's deep, it's yeah. wide. Four towns were ruined as a result of this thing, and then uh, then they have this big dike there, right? And along the dike is uh, decoys, koi dogs, hmm. to scare. To scare away geese, which didn't really work, because as we walked across the field, there was goose poo everywhere. Do you think they were so scared that they pooped themselves because they saw a fake koi dog sitting on a hill? No. Well, first of all, uh, a Canada goose, its only function in life is to poop on things down below. That's all the only thing they really do. They fly, and they relieve themselves on anyone down below. And we mentioned this yesterday. You know, Heritage Park here in East Lombard, we used to play softball there. Yeah. You know, we'd split our time between center field and Heritage Park. We'd never get pooped on in, in, at the center, but once you had the carnival, they wouldn't let us play on the field, so we had to move to Heritage. And it was like it was like carpet bombing, you know, yeah. from from the geese. I mean, you, you're, you're sliding around and, and, and geese poop and, mm. you know, getting beaned in the head with that stuff, so, and, and there's nothing to do. And, so, you, and you remember the, the uh, I told you, what the East East Lombardo solution was? Yeah. Uh, the swans. Oh, that's right. They Bring put the them. swans in the pond because some idiot read on the internet that the number one uh, you know, enemy of Canada geese is the swan. Huh. Turns out that was bogus. I, yeah, I would imagine not so. Not real. They're, they're birds, and birds co- co- uh, cohabitate together. That's right. So... Why wouldn't a swan be able to put his side of the pond and the geese go to their side of the pond? I don't know, but at that first and year it, when the when the swans come out of the water looking like they're like they're Dalmatians, yeah. all of a sudden you realize, man, maybe that doesn't uh, maybe that didn't work. And they look and they and they want to wasn't there that one swan over there that wanted to kick everybody's ass? That's right, a very angry swan. The angry swan. I believe that was a restaurant in Sturbridge at one time. I believe it the was. angry swan. It also whistled at some point, too. Yes. Uh, but yeah, but what a beautiful area. But the, but the fake koi dogs. What is a koi dog, by the way? What is coyote? That? It's a coyote. It's a fake oh. coyote. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it's a so it's a, this fake uh, coyote uh, standing there with a sign that says "Free Bird Seed" on it. Aha! Right. Yeah, Acme. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the Bird Acme, Seed Company. The yeah. Acme Company. Was yeah. it wearing roller skates with rockets on the side? But then, like, you look over and there's this giant flock of geese, like just hanging around doing geese stuff, mm. which is anything from. Drinking from that little pond of water all the way to having sex with you and everything in between. You know, they say I've never I've never seen it, but there's a uh, there was a plane crash out there many years ago, and that the plane is still out there. And and if you if you know where you're going, you can you can see part of the the wreckage mm-hmm. still out there. Yeah, actually, uh, you know, somebody just pointed out, and uh, that's true. The Littleville Lake in in Huntington was a was a town that was drowned out in order to make a reservoir. Really? Yeah. That mm-hmm. was uh, the town of Norwich, I believe. Norwich. Norwich, Massachusetts. Never heard of it. Well, but it's because it's gone. It hasn't been here in uh, 60 years. 
Wait, but, how, many, how many other uh, towns do we uh, do we flood out for our own selfish purposes? I I don't know. But it, the, so the question I have about the koi dog is: Is it really scaring anybody away at all? I doubt it. Would you be scared if you were a goose and then you, you saw? I, we were more scared as humans, going, "Oh my God, what what is that sitting on the hill over there?" If I were flying up above the uh, the earth, yeah, fifty feet maybe, and I saw something down below. I wouldn't be afraid at all because I'm 50 feet above the earth and whatever's down below is down below. I keep flying away from these things down below like the koi dogs. Yeah. It doesn't bother me at all. I believe we have calls about uh, when I'm 50 feet above the earth in outer space after 9 a.m. every day. I don't see anything. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Joseph. Hey, Joseph. Uh, You're talking about clubbing. My father, when he was a teenager, they were hiring a lot of guys from around here, and his job was digging up the graves and moving all the bodies and all the gravestones out of Quabbin. What uh, what town was he uh, digging? All four towns or just uh, one or the other? All four towns. Really? They were digging them up all together. You moved the gravestones, but you left the bodies, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they had to dig up the bones and the gravestones and move them. To another area. Imagine that. What a what a grisly little story that is. Oh, and how it was. Oh, that's awful. Well, but you know, yeah, I mean, obviously, you can't have you can't have uh, you know, like human you know, remains below a water yeah, source. No, that can't. that would probably be bad for the water. Yeah. Interesting. It, it was mostly the families that demanded it. All right. Well, thank you very much. Good. Okay, good story. You. Have a good day, guys. There you, you go. Too. By the way, it's sixty thousand acres. 60,000 acres. 60,000 acres. Millions of acres. And the town of Dana, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. one of the four towns that was uh, rem- was uh, uh, removed, the people of that town, like 2,500 people, voluntarily gave up their land. They're like, yeah, go ahead. We might be able to move to someplace nice like Athol. Yeah. Or, or Orange. <laughs> right. We might make the trek all the way out to, ooh, I don't know, Lawrence. Oh, or Brockton. Way far. Out I hear there. there's opportunities in Brockton. Well, anyway, I just uh, I thought it was a nice place. I yeah. really don't understand the uh, the coyote thing. Uh, these geese don't seem to be scared by them at all. And how many of these koi dogs are there? These fake coyotes or whatever. I saw three, hmm. but there was more. I'm sure, and, there were more. We ran into some people who said, "Yeah, there's a sign down there that says what they are," but I never saw the sign. I didn't think we walked down that far. But man. Uh, scary fake coyotes. It's 723 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. GG Inks. Scream. The backup vocalists on that Rolling Stones tune. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's back Stephen Dave. Good morning. Hey, uh, don't forget the uh, the daily podcast. Coming up after uh, 10 o'clock, you're able to listen to uh, the show. Actually, listen to uh, yesterday's show or the show before that or the show before that. Just go to uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or on rock102.com. Also, Baxi's musical podcast this week, uh, a repost of my interview with Chris Franz from 2020, talking about his book, uh, Remain in Love. And if you, uh, because we weren't here last week, didn't get a chance to tell you about who my guest was last week, Cheetah Chrome of the band The Dead Boys, one of the uh, the, the early uh, punk bands out of uh, CBGBs in New York. Great, great interview. You can check that out on rock102.com. Now, is that a real name, Cheetah Chrome? No, it's a stage name. Okay. No. It was a song by Paul Simon, I believe. No, that's a uh, Kodachrome, but you're pretty damn close. 
Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I was asking Cheetah, was a famous actress, Cheetah Rivera, so yes. I thought maybe, I don't know. No, no, okay. not, not the same at all. All right. Totally different. Is it to, Cheetah like the animal Cheetah? Yes. Chrome. Yes. Okay. Cheetah, Cheetah Chrome. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, but uh, he is a legendary guitar player. And you can check that out on rock102.com. We have news next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News. Here's Dave Coombs. No, no, no. It's Roberto Clement. Stop. Here's Dave Coombs. Gracias. City councilors in Springfield are going to get together later this month to talk about a proposal to expand the Court Square Urban Renewal Plan to include a total of 192 acres. The move, according to Mayor Dom Sarno of Springfield, would help the city, quote, position itself to be ready to respond to future economic development opportunities. He hasn't even got his brass rails back, <clears throat> right? Yeah, but he's, uh, you know, this is, what this is, it's kind of like that old master plan that had been in place for many, many years. They're looking at different neighborhoods, different parts of downtown to kind of reconfigure. Like, for example, uh, where uh, where scores had been, you know, after it all exploded. Yeah. They want to they want to turn that area into a park. Uh, yeah, there's there's things going on uh, downtown. You know, you're going to have extra parking with a parking garage that'll be done in like 18 months or so. Uh, you know what to do with that space if they knock down the courthouse. You know, all these things are being proposed. It's not stuff that is going to happen 100 percent definitely, but it is the kind of stuff where you say, listen, if we in a perfect world, if we were able to do all of these things. This is the kind of stuff that we would like to see accomplished. So we'll see what happens. But uh, there's an open meeting about it. I think it's uh, next week. August 22nd, August 7 p.m., City Hall. And uh, folks can chime in, too. According to Jesse Lederman, he was saying that the meeting would allow for both in-person and online participation by members of the public. There's, you can actually go on. on uh, you can download the, uh, the, um, the whole plan on the city's website springfield slash uh hyphen mass dot gov and it'll show you what they got planned some of it seems kind of you know you know minor but you know some of the things are actually uh you know pretty big scale stuff it's actually pretty interesting meantime i would go through all yeah of please the, list all them of all. it all list of them, them for all. you but i we, i just feel like we don't have the time we never do freshmen moving in at the umass campus soon We'll be living in the Econo Lodge on Route 9, about 20 minutes by bus from UMass campus. Shortage of dorm space. Yeah. I'm reading this article this morning, and I'm like, you're telling me that UMass doesn't have enough housing for all the students that they voluntarily enrolled mm -hmm. into their school. Oh, no, no. Students that they accepted. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They accepted these students to say, hey, yeah, come on. Plenty of room down here. Oh, we don't have enough room. Oh, can we make a deal with the Econo Lodge? Hey, <laughs> thanks for your, what is it, $30,000 a year to mm -hmm. go here? Right. Here's Thanks for your $30,000 a year. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have the regular dorm accommodations. You'll be staying in the Econo Lodge we'll, down the street. We're going to be putting you in a beautiful hotel, the kind of hotel that is a last resort for every traveler in America. Even college students don't want to stay at an Econo Lodge. Well, you know, they're getting a break on the price here guys and you were talking about that steve students living at the hotel will pay a discounted housing rate of over three thousand dollars for the semester 
Each, I don't know if that's worth it or not. I don't know. Hey, each room has its own bathroom, two sets of desks and dressers, a TV, a fridge, air conditioning, and Wi-Fi. Actually, that sounds better than what you get in that's some of them dorms. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I don't know. Not every dorm room's got its own uh, its own crapper. But uh, it's an econo lodge. Listen, you got to... Sometimes, Steve, you got to compare what you remember. Did you live in dormitories in college? I did. All right. You remember how crappy some of those dormitories were? Actually, they weren't that bad. All right. The ones I stayed in <laughs> yeah. when I was in uh, school, uh, the my freshman year in particular, that place was so gross and disgusting. They have since torn it down, and with very good reason. That compared to an econolodge. The econolodge, by comparison, looks like the Four Seasons. Yeah, so to me, I would have been happy to stay in an econolodge. I'm sure you would have been happy to stay at that time. Yeah, const- but you have to remember that accommodations nowadays mm-hmm. are way different than when me or even you went to school. Uh, even like let's like say the dining experience. You remember that the company that runs the dining mm-hmm. hall up at UMass? Yeah, world renowned. Yep, world yeah. renowned. Yeah, and they also own. The uh, food service at uh, Westfield State, which I which I tried with the kids a couple of years ago. We went. You can go in there and buy a, a dinner to go eat. Right. The food they had people making sushi there yep. in yep. front of you. They didn't have that. We had every day. We had a choice of there's a salad bar and there's hamburgers. There's that was always available, and then whatever other like main dish they had, like goulash. Or mac and cheese with hot dogs. Uh, that does and, uh, sound good. Yeah, but now they're making like stir fries mm-hmm. and like it's a, it. it's like a it's 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 much better than it was. I get it, but you know I, I would not necessarily snub my nose at an econolodge. It might be it might be very. If nice. I'm paying that much per year, I don't want to live in an econolodge. You're gonna get a break on the on the. It amount doesn't make a paying. difference, uh, and, it, and you're gonna get a better living condition. I had a friend who uh, actually lived a uh, went to Emerson College and lived in a hotel for the first year or two. He loved it. What kind of hotel did he live in? A, a nice hotel. I yeah, mean, see, he, a, a nice hotel. Mm-hmm. If you uh, let's say. Uh, put me up in a hojo mm-hmm. then uh, then maybe i might change my mind well it's funny or you mentioned quality that. in last time that this happened back in 2005 about 60 students lived in a hojo along the same stretch of route 9 in hadley as the econo lodge how much are they saving by uh, by going there to the econo lodge how much are what the students it? saving yeah about 3300 bucks all right so 3300 hours times four Okay. Let's well, you're not going to live there for four years. No, probably. you're probably not. But you know, that's you know thirteen, you know thirteen two off right? the top of uh, what it would normally cost you to go. Sure. Considering how expensive it is, especially you know if you're say like an out of state student, uh, that's mm-hmm. a good chunk of cash. Yep. As as someone who's got two kids in college, the idea of saving sixty six hundred dollars in living expenses for a single college student in, in in a year, I'm pretty cool with that. Yeah, I'm not buying it. The students living in the Econo Lodge will be using Bus 43, which runs between Amherst and Northampton that, for that, travel to and from campus. That's another issue. Yeah. Like, do you really want to be 20 minutes away from campus when you could be on campus and go to wherever you need to go? Well, we, it's better than being remote in your bedroom at home. I mean, that, that's a horrible social experience for a college student these actually days. Actually, not necessarily. At, at Marquette, uh, they had a dorm that was an old hotel and it was probably like 10 blocks away from the campus 
and uh, and they had you know a, a bus shuttle that mm-hmm. would you know drive those kids there to further downtown where the uh, where the campus was. But that was not a bad place to live. In fact, the rooms were freaking awesome, and the whole place had its own. He's going to explode if you don't answer that phone. All right, fine. Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, it's Maria, and I just want to say that the Econo Lodge is not as bad as the Howard Johnson. Oh, come on! (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) I'm telling you, I wrote a horrible and accurate review on the Howard Johnson property Mm -hmm. and it's accurate now was this a professional review or was this just i stayed at a howard johnson's and i wrote a review on yelp well it was before i moved to um, massachusetts full-time from long island okay i was there several times and the toilet i don't even want to go into the because that's a disgusting hotel and the rug and i have photographs on there but the econo lodge actually is not bad, really not bad. It's not. It's definitely not a Hilton. It's not Hampton Inn on the same street. It's not that. But All right. Was it? Was there an out? Let me ask you this: In the tub of the Howard Johnsons, was like yeah. there an outline of blood where they were harvesting the organs? Yes. Yeah. See, that's. I mean, it's like blood yeah. stains in, in that Howard Johnsons. It's like stains on the floor. Bathtub filled with ice. <laughs> Listen, well, <laughs> that Mason and Sky yeah, yeah, even brought up a, a plunger and a bucket and left it in front of the door. It didn't even, it, it's terrible. See, terrible. The, How, the, Howard Johnson, I, the Howard Johnson I stayed at had free mushrooms growing on the bathroom floor. <laughs> I believe they were shiitake mushrooms. Yeah. 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 And yeah. if you pair those with the clam strips from Hojo's, oh, yeah. Yeah. you got a meal, yeah, you got a meal right there. Yeah. We had them in the Bronx. They're keto friendly at the hotel. Oh, they they yeah. seriously are. It's 744 with back Steve and Dave. Coming up next and now hear this. We'll hear from Anthony Galuni and Dr. Pimple Popper. Stay tuned. Medical marijuana. It's all natural. It helps millions of people. And it's legal in over half. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 750 in Queen. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 83. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 73. It's 56 right now in downtown Springfield. Time is 7.50, and Now Hear This is ready to go, and here we go with Now Hear This, if I can find the right button. Here. Now Hear This. Now Hear This. Do you truly hear what I'm saying? Sound off like you got a pair. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Now Hear This on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one from Western Mass News did a story about... Opioid-related deaths on the rise in Massachusetts, with those in 2021 surpassing the numbers from 2020. And in particular, Anthony Galuni, the Hampton District Attorney, is concerned about one aspect of this rise. A lot of the distribution of these kinds of pills and other drugs now are turning to things, uh, social media apps, things like Snapchat and Instagram and other places that teenagers frequent and possible buyers are communicating through emojis. Yeah, anytime it gets to emojis and Snapchat and Instagram, and it makes it a lot easier to get in touch with the kids. Not surprised. I mean, that's that's yeah. how kids communicate. And you know, that's, that's... It goes all the way back to the days of writing in lemon juice. 
Right, like invisible ink. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Clip number two, also from Western Mass News. We did this story in the 6 o'clock hour about the problems with boating on the Connecticut River in Northampton on Rainbow Beach. Bax, you were saying you've been there. Yep. And all the partying that's going on there and the safety concerns. And Western Mass News talked to some of the residents, including Mark Britton of Hadley. It's gross. Um, the stuff that's happening late night is just out of line. Um, drinking, underage drinking, uh, debauchery, fireworks, uh, loud music. Just a, just an all-out huge party. Yeah. It makes it sound so cool. I know, right? <laughs> uh, but the bags of trash left behind aren't cool. The empty tequila bottles... And more. No, but I like the sound of the drinking and debauchery. That sounds uh, that sounds like right up our right, right up my shoot. Right, drinking and debauchery. I hey, it. it sounds fun, huh? And what I love about the story from Western Mass News is they say how they hopped aboard the pontoon boat that uh, Mister Britton offered up there and kind of joined in the party to see what was going on. I believe his boat is called the Wang Dang Sweet Pontoon. <laughs> is that right? And. I know I, Mr. Britton. Uh, he's, <laughs> do you really? Yeah. He, he, I believe his boat is named the, what is it? The, the Wang Dang Wang Sweet, Sweet Pontoon. Pontoon Dang. <laughs> he, uh, he looked like a pretty cool guy there. It's yeah. gross. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, be, uh, you know, be, I, I think it's cool when you're a reporter and you get a story. You get an assignment like this where you get to go out on a pontoon boat yeah. with a guy like Mark Britton. The Connecticut River isn't the only place this happens. There Any, like, public area... There's a there's a place to, near my house called uh, it's not Robinson Park. What the hell is it called? Yeah, that's that's, that's an, an Agawam. Yeah, uh, I don't know. There's a state park up by my house, right? And uh, it's very small. You can only fit like maybe a dozen cars in the parking lot. But then on a hot summer day, it's right on the Westfield River. Everybody wants to go there. So then you got people illegally parking up and down Route 112, and then the cops have to come and tell everybody to get the hell out of there. But the it's not about like whatever. I mean, these are places for people to enjoy. Mm-hmm. But take your stuff with you. What? How hard is that to do? Mm. Like, you bring trash in, you bring it back out, and put it in the cooler if you don't have a little bag with you. Who cares? But uh, people are disgusting, disgusting, vile human beings, and lazy, just like the people who won't return the shopping carts into the carol. I mean, isn't isn't the isn't the the river? Dirty and filthy enough as it is, just naturally. Well, the Westfield River is actually one of the cleanest rivers in Massachusetts. Believe really, it. I had yeah. no idea yeah, about that. Well, it's gross above. <laughs> sure, above right. Westfield, right? Of course, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Disclaimer, Russell. Yeah. yeah. Doctor Pimple Popper, Sandra Lee, gets recognized apparently in some strange places. She was saying yesterday in an interview. I I was at the Vatican, and one of the guards recognized me as I was walking out the Michelangelo's. Can I take a picture with you? I'm like, sure. And he stopped all the guards and so that I could take a picture. There you go. You're yeah. famous when you're recognized at the Vatican. I'd be less concerned about, you know, selfies and stuff like that with Dr. Pimple Popper, but if you're, like, out in public somewhere, you say, hey, listen, I got something on my back. Would you mind squeezing that thing out for a little bit? I mean, I'd mean, be more asked- concerned about, like, having to do that in a non-clinical environment think all the time. she's been asked to do that? Of course. Yeah. Have you guys been recognized any place strange? Yes, all the time. All the time. Yeah. I got recognized in the in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean one time on a Disney cruise. Just my voice. I was talking in line. We were waiting to get on those slides that are on top of the boat. Oh, yeah. you you weren't being held forcibly underwater. No, that happened later in the trip. <laughs> and uh, somebody recognized my voice. He said, "Hey, yeah. Dave, Dave Coombs from the oh, radio." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess, middle listen. of the Atlantic Ocean. It happens. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Well, I met a guy that I know down in Tennessee once. He was driving a motorcycle, and I'm like, oh, my God, look at this scumbag on this motorcycle. Oh, he's got Massachusetts plates. And then as we're driving along, I go, I think I know that guy, but I couldn't really recognize him because he had the soot from all the uh, – that like the the exhaust yeah. in his face, mm-hmm. and then uh, then he like he must have stopped uh, like an hour later and said, "Hey, was that you on uh, whatever highway we were on down in uh, Tennessee?" <laughs> yeah, it was Keith. Oh, yeah, from, how about that? From Greenfield. My uh, <clears throat> my first radio partner, brother Weeze, um, got recognized on a beach in Cancun by my best friend. <laughs> so it happens a lot. Yeah, it happens. Strangest place you, you, you ever been recognized? Uh, I would say during my very first prostate exam, there was a uh, <laughs> there was a resident who was observing my primary care doctor who was performing the digital exam, mm-hmm. and as it was happening, <laughs> and I started laughing during the the, the first exam because all I could think of was all the great jokes I wanted to tell. Right, and then you know my doctor starts telling jokes as he's you know. Uh, you know, violating me with his hand. And then at that point, the resident says, hey, by the way, I love your show. So there you go. I was recognized in the police lineup once. <laughs> yes, that was the man yeah, right the, there. The one who just turned to the right. Yes. 757, we're back, Steve and Dave. We've got Nick Kochi coming up next hour, and we've got the 102-second sports next on Rock 102. Rock 102 and the Tommy Car Auto Group want to fill your summer with cash. Games. Yesterday, Tatis's father spoke to the media, insisting that this decision by Major League Baseball is a catastrophe, saying, quote, it's a total disappointment. It's a topical. It doesn't give you strength. It doesn't amplify your regimen. It doesn't have any testosterone and contains nothing that would give you an edge in the game. And while I am sure that all of that is true, I think the bigger issue here is whether, isn't whether he knowingly took an illegal steroid. What I want to know is, what sort of vile petri dish of filth is growing in the San Diego Padres locker room? It's causing an otherwise healthy dude to develop a nasty case of a festering ringworm in his neck. No offense, but if I had one of those things growing out of me, I'd try to kill it with steroids, bleach, Windex, a shovel, a croquet mallet, whatever it would take to get that filthy infection out of my system. And if that meant I could stay out of that dirty locker room for the next 80 days while they hose that place down, I think I'd be okay with that. Because the thing about ringworm is, once you get it, you don't ever want to get it again. Even if it means occasional fits of rage and shrunken testicles. But hey, and my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, there are times when you kind of sort of know what you need, but you don't know exactly what it's called. That's why you got to see Lindsay at the Ludlow Rocky. She's a whiz with the web searching, especially on the Ace Hardware website. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Classic Rock. It's 812 in Boston. We're back, Stephen Dave, on Rock 102. Elevated concern for fire once again today with the drought-like conditions. Tomorrow, we may have some rain, about 50%. Today, it's just going to be hot and humid. All right, but, but there's a 50% yeah. chance that it won't, which it, means a dry cookout. But there's a 100% chance of fun. <laughs> to talk about uh, the big cookout tomorrow, Henry County Sheriff Nick Kochi. Good morning, uh, Nick. How you doing? Hey, Bax, how you doing? Steve, Dave. Hey, Dave, Dave, this is your first run at it. We don't mention rain when it comes to the cookout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. no it, listen, if it if he says 50% rain, there's a 50% chance it's totally dry. That's because the glass is always half full for you, Bax. You're damn right about that. Don't and I am an optimist, uh, Nick, so sorry about that. Do I still get an invite or what? 
Well, uh, Bax and Steve have earned their keep, so yes, you can come, Dave, but uh, we may put you with an apron on. All right, there you go. you got to wash those pans somehow, <laughs> those sausage sandwiches. They're going to wash themselves. So, so it, Go ahead. No, uh, was, you got you got the, you got the, uh, the big picnic coming up tomorrow. This is a continuation of, uh, obviously, what uh, Sheriff Ash had, uh, had started many years ago. And uh, how many years are we on now for this? Uh, this is our sixth year, coming to the end of Damn. a six-year term and uh, our sixth year of having the picnic. Man, you've been drunk with power for that long? That's unbelievable. Um, next question. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I mean, it's it's a, it's a really cool event, and you know, all the big mucky mucks around the state uh, uh, you know, show up to this thing year after year. Is there, who do you expect to be uh, showing up uh, the, tomorrow? Yeah, we're, we're excited about tomorrow, and it really it's about bringing Boston uh, to Western Massachusetts. So it, it being a statewide election year, uh, all the candidates for statewide office, for governor, lieutenant governor, uh, attorney general, um, auditor, they'll all be there. And uh, they'll be hopefully reaching out and talking to the Western Mass, um, you know, citizens and uh, seeing what we need out here. But as, as we always know, to get them out here and to uh, show them the level of support uh, that we have, whether it's a political function or just a community function, they need to see the uh, um, you know, the togetherness and, and the community involvement, because uh, there needs to be more done and brought back to Western Massachusetts, that's for sure. No doubt about it. Yeah, and uh, this is happening tomorrow at the at the Elks Lodge on uh, Tiffany Sp- uh, Street in Springfield. Tickets are uh, available online and, and donations. There's also a golf tournament in the morning. Is that uh, is that correct? There is. Uh, we'll be uh, occupying uh, Veterans Golf Course in Franconia. Uh, we have a, a packed field of, I think, 70-plus, uh, uh, foursomes there, and then they'll all come over for for lunch and uh, some libations and some music. That's really what it's all about is, you know, enjoying the day. And uh, But, again, um, being able to talk to some of the people from Boston uh, on some of our concerns. And and, that, and I'll be walking some of the uh, candidates around, and um, I'm sure they're going to field some tough questions, and that's really what uh, tomorrow's about. And just, again, um, letting people see the level of support that we have out here, too. But they're elected officials, so the state reps and the state senators and our hopefully our, our congressmen uh, they they swing by and uh, again it's just to show a uh, you know a, a unity and uh, it should be a really big day tomorrow and it should be a fun day too. This is uh, Sheriff Nick Kochi on the phone. So you talk about the uh, the divide that we all experience here between Eastern Mass and Western Mass. I, I don't think there's a there's an issue that shows that more clearly than the conditions of the courthouse and we've been talking about this for a long long time and we've talked about it with you about you know this building and the fact that there are undeniable problems with it uh whether it's you know mold contamination or other health risks that are involved it just seems that if this building were say oh i don't know say boston it would have been torn down and rebuilt by now where, how do you feel things have gone since, uh, you know, since this whole thing really came to light as far as, uh, you know, the difficulties of this building? They've cleaned it, they've, they've done mold remediation, but it still exists in its same form. How do you feel today about this? No, I, I feel exactly uh, what you just said. Um, they just cut a ribbon not too long ago in Worcester and in Lowell, I believe, on courthouses. Um, you know, um, if this was, um, you know, east of 495 or, or anything like that, there's a new courthouse up um, years ago. And, um, you know, the remediation and the, 
the cleaning uh, measures, um, you know, will give them a little bit of credit for at least making an effort, but that's not what's needed. Well, you uh, sh- the building's old. The building's old, Bax. It's old. So okay, you can clean it up and you can gut it and you can, you know, um, sanitize it and you can do all the things you want to it. But at the end of the day, um, here in Western Massachusetts, especially um, the Springfield Courthouse, uh, the Hall of Justice, which is the busiest district court in the Commonwealth, we need to be able to service our community. And we're not being able to do it with the condition of the building, the health risks that were present and are still present. And uh, I just commend, um, you know, all the people involved at the Hall of Justice who have stood up, um, made a stance. And my, my simple piece is protecting the justice-involved men and women that are in our custody, not putting them in a place uh, where they can be harmed or uh, receive any long-term uh, ailments from being in the building. Um, and we're in there temporarily, but we're in there at, uh, you know, three, four, five hours at a whack. I, I really feel uh, for the people that have to report there every yeah. day for eight hours plus uh, of work in um, week after week, month after month, year after year. We have had some very rare cases of some very bad um, um, diagnosis of, of diseases. And I am not a person who believes in coincidence, okay? There is a common denominator with these uh, terrible life-taking uh, diagnoses that happened to some prominent people and just people that go in and out of the courtroom. And uh, it's, it's got to come to an end. Uh, I've talked to the Chief Justice, uh, the new Chief Justice, Jeff Locke, about this. Uh, and uh, I told him, I said, uh, we need your support and your leadership in really taking a good look at not just right. fixing a broken problem. We need a new courthouse. That's right. That's the solution. Period. Right, right. Now, but when when these when these uh, you know these big wigs these ones are in charge are presented with this information about it, uh, you know the uh, health the health of the people that work there and how detrimental this building is to their health. What what is the reaction? Is it like yeah, I guess I guess we uh, we could build a new courthouse, but here's a here's some money for Stanley Steamer. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I, I always look at it, Steve. I look at it this way, you know. Uh, there's times when, if you look at the forecast, it says it's uh, 65 and sunny, and mm-hmm. you walk outside and it's raining. They're right. they're doing testing, and the testing's coming back saying that there's not the harmful level of the dangerous cancerous causing mold, which there was another test that said there was. So now it's uh, uh, he said, she said type of thing. But the bottom line is we know, because we know people personally that have succumbed to these rare diseases, okay, being in the same chambers working in the same courtroom, being in the same building. Mm. Those are all common denominators. The building is sick. There's only one resolution to the problem, and it's a new courthouse, period. So we got to continue to just beat the drum, and they can say what they want, but we're going to keep going at them with, if this was in Boston, it would be a new, court, uh, right. new courthouse. We need the same level of respect. And let's be honest, okay, what's the downside here? What is the downside of putting a new courthouse in? People are going to feel safer in there, the people that work there, the people that are coming in for the uh, criminal justice system. There is no downside in putting You could hold the picnic up. there. Right. <laughs> you should Actually, you know what? In case of rain tomorrow, you should move everything to the cafeteria of the Roderick Island Courthouse and see if any of them mucky mucks yeah, show up. I don't know about that. <laughs> you know, it's easy to make a decision from 130 miles right. away, and that's yeah. one thing that's very frustrating for the local politicians out this way, the public servants, and the people that are in the building. We just don't understand why our voice is not being heard the way it would be heard if we were closer to Boston. It's wrong, and that's what tomorrow's about. 
But yeah. we get the, uh, the, the governor. So you got to understand, the courthouse is the trial courts. The governor doesn't oversee the courthouse. So when I reached out to Governor Baker and Lieutenant Governor Polito on this issue, they, they, they were very open to listening. But again, they said, you got to go back to the trial courts. They self-govern and run these buildings. And like my facility is uh, got DPH, uh, we have uh, public health. Everybody comes in here and does audits, and they come in and they do uh, safety checks. In those buildings, they don't have those audits, and that's got to stop. you got to have people in there looking at the filters, telling people what needs to be cleaned um, on a consistent and a re- uh, on a constant regimen. That needs to change, and we're going to continue to see if we can get that uh, change, whether it's legislatively or with some level of uh, uh, compromise with the trial courts. Nick, let me ask you something that's like, like totally unrelated to the, the the courthouse, but I know it's something that that is affecting everybody else, you know, since COVID. And I know you guys have done you know whatever you can to make sure that the jail is safe for everybody, uh, to to uh, not only just residents but also people who are working there. Everyone around the country is having staffing issues. Uh, restaurants, hotels, other businesses, they're having a hard time finding people. The police department having a hard time getting people to want to be a cop. What kind of challenges are you having right now? And and, and all the, the sheriffs must be having this too. But but specifically, you know, here in, in Ludlow, what kind of challenges are you having with, with staffing the jail? Well, uh, you know, we're having a, a tremendous problem. Um, we have an academy in right now of about um, – 36 people, uh, 34 will be correctional officers. The other uh, two will be uh, counselors and caseworkers. And uh, we needed about 55. So mm. before we even graduate the class, we're already short. Um, we've been uh, holding people over. They're called mandatory uh, holdovers. That's not good for people's uh, health and wellness. It's not good in the summer months when you're planning on leaving at 4 or at midnight to, to go home and be with your family and you get held over. So uh, it's a it's a big challenge, and um, I'm glad you brought it up. So anyone listening who knows anybody who wants to give uh, the sheriff's office a, a, a try, please come on down, fill an application, come through the process, and we'll give everybody a, a great look because we need good people to continue to do the good work that the staff here do each and every day. You're like the Uncle Sam of Western Mass with that big poster. <laughs> we'll get you a hat with a beard and everything. Yeah, Nick Kochi wants you. Yeah. We need you. We need you. <laughs> hey, uh, can we get a dunk tank at this picnic, by the way? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dave, there's your keep, okay, Dave? You're jumping in the dunk tank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go. I, I got my shorts ready. Hey, Nick, you mentioned that there'll be some folks from Boston there whose ear our residents can bend. Can you identify some of the people who will be there? Yeah. Uh, uh, all the all the candidates for, for governor, so uh, Maura Healy, who is the uh, attorney general uh, right now, um, we also have, uh, uh, Kim Driscoll for Lieutenant Governor, Eric Lesser for Lieutenant Governor. Uh, we have, uh, Tammy Govea, Tammy Govea, and we also have, um, uh, Ms. Campbell, who's running for Attorney General, as well as, uh, uh, Shannon Liss Reardon, uh, who's running, uh, uh, Quinton Palfrey, um, so they're all coming. Nice. Uh, it, 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 one thing, uh, Sheriff Ash did so many years ago is he established this as a, uh, a very political kickoff of the uh, the home stretch to primaries and the general elections. And uh, it's always maintained that. So that we're really excited, especially in election year, to get these folks to come on out, spend some time with our 
um, you know, citizenry out here and really um, answer questions. Well, Governor Baker was here last year with the lieutenant governor. He fielded some really tough questions about the soldiers' home, and I I give him so much credit. He was very poised, uh, very uh, remorseful, and very uh, empathetic when he fielded those. So this is a time where you can get the ear of the people who are going to be managing uh, the Commonwealth in the years to come. The, uh, the picnic is tomorrow at the Springfield Elks Lodge, number 61, 440 Tiffany Street in Springfield. Sir, uh, Sheriff Nick Coach, always great to talk to you. Hey, guys, thanks a lot, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Sounds thanks. good. It's uh, 825 Bye. with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Wings. We love them. And we're going to Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be uh, pretty nice today. Sunny and a high of 83 tomorrow. Rainy uh, a little bit, but you know what? We kind of need a little bit of rain around here. Yeah, we do. It's uh, 64 in downtown Springfield. You were a fan of uh, Joe Kenda from uh, Homicide Hunter, which was a hell of a show. He's got a brand new one on Discovery Plus called American Detective. He's going to be on the phone with us uh, a little bit later on this hour to talk about the new show, uh, American Detective. There you go. Yeah. Crime. Got all sorts of crime stuff here. In fact, there's uh, tips that I didn't get to. Do it quick here. Tips from burglars on how to protect your home from burglars. Uh, number one, lock your house. Yeah, obvious. Use a wireless alarm system. Put your front porch light on a timer. Use a guard dog. Make sure it's mean. And this is the interesting one to me. Keep your valuables out of the bedroom. It says here that burglars say that that's the first place they check and they spend a lot of time in the bedroom going through drawers and stuff like that. So you got valuables, put them someplace else other than the bedroom. Bedroom, bedroom is where the magic happens. Yeah, yeah that's right. None of no. my va- I don't leave my valuables in there. No, I leave my personals in no, there. No, seriously, I have magic cards that I play. Oh, <laughs> I see. Right. Uh, it's 829. News is next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. It's a nice, cool, comfortable. We're back, Steve and Dave at Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car. Whether you trade it or not, it's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Checking MassLive.com for updated stories here. I'm reading one headline, and I quote, Six stranded dolphins released off Cape Cad. Cape Six. Cad? Cape Cad. They spelled it wrong? C-A-D. Un- unless maybe there's a different Cape we don't know about. I don't believe there is. Meantime, city councilors are going to take up the issue of expanding Court Square with the urban renewal plan. The expansion would include a total of 192 acres. Now, we just had Nick Kochi on, the Hampton County Sheriff. He was talking about the Roderick Ireland Courthouse and the problems there. The neighborhood of expansion would include that area and also the blast zone site of the 2012 gas explosion on Worthington Street. Um, there's actually there's quite a lot of different things in this in this plan, and you can, you can read it online. Um, they're looking at all different areas of downtown to just kind of fluff it up kind of like a master many years ago back in the 70s they had this master plan uh drafted and you know many of the things that were on that master plan never actually happened Mm -hmm. but some of the things in this plan could actually happen uh, but it's you know there's going to be an open meeting i think on the 22nd about this with the city council and they'll explain what's in this thing and you know, there's going to be some things that aren't going to make a whole lot of sense to you, but there are some things where you would say, "Huh, okay, that would be uh, that would be pretty cool." I mean, there's, you know, think about Court Square here for a second. You know, you got the the hotel that's a, that is being uh, refurbished right now on on Elm Street at Court Square. 
There's some other things going on around there that I'm not really at liberty to talk about yet, but some pretty cool plans that are going to happen, uh, definitely going to happen around there. That will also look pretty cool. So, you know, there's a there's a good chance that if some of these things, uh, at least even if it were like a quarter of these things were enacted, it would be a pretty valuable thing for, for downtown Springfield. That public hearing that you mentioned, Bax, that will be overseen by the city council, August 22nd at 7 p.m. at City Hall will be available for both in-person and online participation from anyone interested. The move, according to Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno, would expand the more than 50-year-old urban renewal plan. It would help the city, quote, position itself to be ready to respond to future economic development opportunities. Which is what they should be doing. I mean, it's with all the things that have happened, in Springfield over over the years, you know, you, you talk about what may happen, you know, with the with the parking garage at the uh, at the uh, the Civic Center, um, you know, what may go around there. You talk about, uh, you know, a new hotels being built, specifically the one at Court Square. You know, what to do with areas that are completely unused, like, you know, the blast site. Uh, you know, that is going to be turned into a park, according to this this plan all these little things you know the refurbishing of of, uh, of stern square from uh, from last year or the year before all these little things adding up over a period of time are all good for the city this is giving you a plan of well what else could be done and i think it's i think it's good one of these days someone is going to take a wrecking ball to that mm. god-awful courthouse yeah. and then what do you do with that land there's you know to me that's something to that's something to really think about. You don't want to have there be nothing, but you should think about, well, what would be best for the city? The explosion that you mentioned 10 years ago, what time of day did that actually happen? Uh, it was like late, it was like late mm, afternoon. Late afternoon, yeah. Mm. I, mean, I, I remember, I mean, I was living in East Lamino at yeah. the time. And I remember, you know, hearing the percussion of that mm-hmm. of that blast. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was like five in the afternoon. It was, it, was, it was dark because they were lighting the Christmas tree. Mm. Uh, when that happened, yeah, yeah. So it was just dark. It was just getting dark. It was probably like five at night. Remember that great picture that was on the in the paper with just the shoe. Just yeah, this the yeah, just the the dancer's shoe right there. Just just kind of in in rubble. The <sighs> Hampton County Sheriff's Department, under the purview of Nick Kochi, who we just spoke with, will deploy a Marine Patrol unit to ensure safe boating the rest of the season (laughs) at Rainbow Beach in the Connecticut River in Northampton. Apparently, frustrations building for people in the area over irresponsible boating that's going on there and bags of trash and empty tequila bottles and more being found floating in the water. Yeah, people are scumbags. I don't know why you'd do that. That The one thing I wanted to ask Kochi about, because they said they were going to send the patrols out. Right. And if... If requested, mm-hmm. yeah. so it's not like, but like as uh, Mr. Britton said in that story, there's not, it's not like once the cops go home for the day, then it's uh, the wild west at night. Well, the, the the last time I was on Rainbow Beach, there was quite a bit of drinking going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I must tell you, uh, it'd be quite a bit. I mean, actually, an excessive amount. Drinking is fine, and he's going to have a conniption if you don't answer the phone. So no, no, answer no, the phone. No, there's no phone. There's no I'm phone. Just, were you, trying to pointing. get his attention there. Yeah, okay, okay. You mentioned right. Mr. Britton, and there was a good quote that Western Mass News got from Mark Britton of Hadley about this situation. It's gross. Um, the stuff that's happening late night is just out of line. Um, drinking, underage drinking, uh, debauchery, fireworks, uh, loud music, just a, just an all-out 
huge party. Yeah, but you know that those are all of my favorite things. I know, right? You know, fireworks, debauchery, drinking, uh, littering, you know, all those things. Those those sound like fun. People just fun activity to clean up after themselves. I don't understand what this is. Why can't you bring the trash out that you brought in or you created? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, bring a bag with you. Uh, you know, put it on the bag. You can. I believe there are receptacles at the Oxbow. Yeah, you, know, you yeah. go. You, you dock your your boat back at the Oxbow. I'm pretty sure you can put your trash right there in one of them receptacles. Probably. Or thrust. You know, roll down your window on the way home and throw it out the window. Yes, on your exactly. Car. That's it. That's fine. Yeah, that's it. Uh, keep your trash from my river. house. I pick up uh, fireball bottles all the time in front of my house. See, the nip bottles or the larger ones? Just the nip ones. Yeah. We're we're not graduated yet. <laughs> Well, it's an economic situation. A couple of knife fight stories for you quick. Uh, one that occurred in front of the still in Agawam shortly after midnight on Saturday. About 30 people involved in a fight in the parking lot, according to Western Mass News. And the whole thing ended before officers arrived. Three people went to area hospitals to be treated for non-life-threatening stab wounds. It happened in the still of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know, we, again, we don't know enough about what really happened. This could have been, you know, just a skirmish that happened in the parking lot, right. but it had nothing to do with the still. Mm. And the other one that I mentioned during the 6 a.m. hour in Winchester at a public beach there, according to Mass State Police, who were called to Shannon Beach, and the fight began because of an argument over an open door. And I did some research on this because you asked about the open door. There was a pickup truck. There was a car. And apparently the car door swung open and nicked the pickup that's truck. That's what I thought. Yes. That's, that's you know what? That's enough to start a fist fight. And I've had that happen to me before, by the way, where my court car door in windy conditions all of a sudden blew open too fast in a parking lot at a grocery store and dinged a guy next to is, me. Is that the excuse you used? Mm-hmm. I felt awful. Yeah, and I, I bet you, know, you did. He he was giving me the evil eye, and I I felt bad about the whole situation. What kind him. of car did he have? <laughs> a not, nice one. Not much to speak. Or of. some sort of crap box. Yeah, kind of a crap yeah, box actually. Go. Yep. There was a situation in um, Boston recently where Patrick and Hannah Mahoney of Quincy got married on Thompson Island in Boston Harbor. Hannah was already out on the island, and Patrick was set to ferry over. But the boat apparently broke down. So there he is with the florist, the DJ, and all of his groomsmen, while all the ladies for the wedding, including the bride, are over on Thompson Island. He was stranded. That's when the Boston PD's Harbor Patrol Unit came to his rescue and offered a quick ferry to get all the guys to the wedding on time. How about that? Mm Mm-hmm. A good story. Yeah. The cops in Boston, right? That is a good story. Yeah. Here's another story from Boston where researchers at Tufts University's Friedman School of Nutrition suggest that eating a bowl of Cheerios better than eggs for breakfast. Really? Yeah. Researchers studied how various foods were linked to chronic diseases, and they gave the foods a ranking between 0 and 100. Cheerios came in at a 95 Close to perfect. An egg omelet, only a 51. Now, uh, who paid for this uh, survey at Tufts? Was it uh, General Mills? General Mills. (laughs) The the study conducted by the scientists at General Mills. Yes. Uh, You can ask Professor Jeffrey Bloomberg about that. I just had uh, Honey Nut Cheerios uh, for the first time. You've never had Honey Nut Cheerios? Uh, I'm sorry. For the first time in about... 
30 years. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. But you've had them. Yeah, I've had them, but I forgot how good they are. Oh, they're damn delicious. Yeah, I'm they not sure. If damn the, delicious. Not sure if the Honey Nut Cheerios would be as good as the regular Cheerios well, because al- of the sugar involved. I also saw uh, chocolate Cheerios huh. yes. in the grocery store. Yes. I'm a little nervous to buy that. Because I don't know if it would taste good or not. So, hey, we uh, we have a guest coming up, so uh, That's we right. should just wrap everything up right now. It's eight forty three, and and who is this guy? Again? Joe Kenda. We right. gotta go. Here, we, he's Day on the phone. two of retirement, and Dad's already had two forty nine oh one for details. It's eight forty five. Back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock one oh two. You like homicides? I do like homicides. Like, I mean, I like watching TV shows about homicides. I don't want to be involved in one if I don't have to be. I like people who hunt for homicide killers. Well, our uh, guest right now is a guy who is uh, who at at his uh, at the height of his career had a closure rate of ninety two percent when he was a uh, when he was a cop and a damn fine good one. Joe Kenda, the uh, the host of Discovery Plus's American Detective. Going on, Joe. How are you? I'm very well, and you? Very, very good. You had a 92% closure rate in the cases that you had back in Colorado? I did, yes. What's, what is, out of total curiosity, what is the average in other police departments? I mean, do you know that number? I mean, because 92 sounds like remarkably high. It, it varies. It varies. Uh, the national rate of solution runs between 52 and 60%. Wow. Wow, that's pretty impressive. That's real impressive. Are there are there ones you know the 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 stat that we that we were given was you and your team solved 356 out of 387 homicide cases those other ones from 356 to 387 is there any one of those that stands out to you that you're like I really wish that we could have done more or or done something more I mean obviously you want to do that for all the cases but is there any one of those that stands out that didn't get solved no, they they all stand up. It's there is every murder case is absolutely positively unique, and it requires a unique effort in every case. And all of those drive me crazy to this day. And of those thirty-one, we have resolved three of those by advances in DNA technology. Mm. So we're down to twenty-eight. Uh, that's not very. It's not enough. You need to get them all, and you, you just can't. You always beat yourself up over it. What did I not do? What did I overlook? What did I not see? What question did I fail to ask? But at the end of the day, it's proved beyond a reasonable doubt, and we don't have that. So in, in the cases that you were unable to solve, how many of them were, you think you know who it was, but there's just not enough evidence to convict that person is that does that happen more often than not or most of those cases just we have no idea what happened or who was involved there's always some that you have no idea someone on earth at the time committed that offense but there are others that you believe or you think that you know who's responsible but i used to tell my people this all the time don't tell me what you think don't tell me what your gut says Go tell me what your opinion is. Tell me what you can prove. Hmm. And if you can't prove it, I don't care what you think. What percentage of these deaths are actually suicides or are accidents that appear to look otherwise or vice versa? I've never experienced that. Homicide is homicide. There's no question what it is. And there never has been. There are people that commit homicides 
and try to convince the police that the person killed themselves. The physical evidence says otherwise. The um, the old show, uh, Homicide Hunter, watched, I, I watched a bunch of those. My, my wife and I would, would love that show. The cool thing about that show is these are cases that you were involved in and, and you were involved in solving. The new show right. is is different. I mean, you know, there are similarities, of course, but the, the difference here is uh, American Detective, you're talking to other detectives in other cases around the country. Do right. I would assume that you're know, just based on, you know, either the the age of some of these cases or the advancements in technology, that there's got to be a lot of common ground between your experience and the experience of other investigators around the country when it comes to some of these cases. What what are those commonalities that you guys share? Well, the commonality is that people, human nature is somewhat predictable. No one wants to believe that, but it's true. So there are very similar things that people do and what people say when they're interrogated by the police and so on. So my purpose in doing American Detective is I wanted to demonstrate to the country that I'm not the Lone Ranger. There are policemen all over this country in small towns and county sheriff's departments and big cities who are just as competent as I was, who work just as hard for little or no money and suffer the slings and arrows of the press and the public to stand in the shoes of the victim and protect their interests because the victim can no longer stand in their own shoes. When you look at uh, policing today, and, and uh, I, you know, I, in, you know, crime scene investigation may be very different than you know, regular police, but the amount of scrutiny that police have today uh, is very, very different than maybe it's ever been, and maybe even more difficult uh, to be a cop uh, these days. Do you, I mean, do you see there being a, a major change in people's perception of the way police do their job, or is it something that's always been present? It's something that's always been present. The difference today is a proliferation of media outlets who stay in business as a news organization. You must have an audience. To get an audience, you must be able to say something different than everyone else. And if you don't know anything different than everyone else, then perhaps it's in your interest to make it up. <clears throat> it's an unfortunate fact of life. Uh, when that happens, there is a pressure applied to the facts and circumstances, which were never true before, but it's true now. Uh, Joe Kenda, uh, you got the first of three uh, theatrical-length Homicide Hunter specials, uh, which you are obviously starring in. It's Homicide uh, Hunter Never Gives Up. That premieres tomorrow on uh, on Discovery, uh, Investigation Discovery. And, uh, Joe, we appreciate the time this morning. Thank you. You're welcome. Joe Kenda with back Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Hey, by the way, uh, there is a, a, a Wicked Cool concert coming up Saturday, August 20th. That's uh, this Saturday, the Westfield River Brewing Company for the uh, the Breakers. It includes the Tom Brady, the Tom Brady, Tom Petty tribute. It's not a Tom Brady tribute. I swear to God, he's I'd got pay no, to see that. Yeah, that sounds interesting, but there's no musical talent that I know of coming from Tom Brady. It's the Tom Petty tribute along with the uh, the Eagles experience. We have a pair of tickets uh, that can be yours. Tenth uh, caller right now. Yes. Nine three one zero two one. Good luck to you. It's uh, eight fifty three. We're back, Stephen Dave and Rock one zero two.